Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Scientists have found a spot in the brain that, when stimulated, triggers laughter and is followed by a sense of calm and happiness that lasts 30 minutes. This discovery has direct implication for tens of thousands of people who undergo open brain surgery, and it could be used in the future to treat anxiety, depression and pain. Mariana Campos has been talking to Dr Kelly Bajanki. So we were working with epilepsy patients, and we had a patient who had an electrode implanted in the cingulum bundle, which is an important part of the limbic system and one that we had a lot of um, questions about its role in the regulation of emotion. What were you doing and what did you find? So stimulating the cingulum bundle in this patient caused her to sort of involuntarily laugh and smile. She reported just feeling happy, feeling relaxed and saying, this is awesome. I wish you guys could feel this with me. <laughs> um, and it was it was infectious. You know, we were all sort of laughing along with her, and she had gone from being a little bit anxious about the prospect of having surgery in a few days to telling us jokes and and having a good time. and And so this this then prompted the question: Well, okay, we know that her surgery in a few days is going to require that she be awake. Can we use this to help her tolerate the anxiety of being awake during your own brain surgery? So, Kelly, what are the effects during surgery? We knew that she was prone to anxiety and potentially panic during her awake surgery. And so we kept the the probe in while she went through the procedure. So she was awakened from general anesthesia. And uh, without the stimulation, she was tearful, um, she was beginning to panic, and we then turned on the stimulation, and she pretty immediately reversed course. She started telling jokes, and at one point during the surgery, she actually rated her happiness as 10 out of 10. We were really thrilled to see that she was able to do her language mapping for about an hour um, that we just don't believe she would have been able to tolerate without the stimulation. And did she have any accounts of what she went through after the surgery? Yeah, she did, actually. It was fascinating. When we talked with her afterwards, um, she had happy memories from the operating room. She remembered being in this blue tunnel with me telling jokes and that it was pretty fun. (laughs) So Um, I guess she would highly recommend it. (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) How do you trigger this laughter spot? The stimulation that we use is a pretty standard protocol that's been used for decades, actually. And we just have a handheld device that actually you just turn on and off. It's a spinal cord stimulator clipped to the external part of the lead that then goes into her cingulum, and we stimulate from there. A remote control, basically. It's wired, but yeah, you could think of it that way. Why is this important to have found this spot? You know, I mean, in my wildest dreams, we would hope that this could become a new therapy for patients with anxiety disorders, with mood disorders, chronic pain disorders. 
But the first step, really, that's exciting is that, you know, there are upwards of 10,000 awake brain surgeries occurring in the United States alone every year. And if we were able to use this as a temporary sort of reversible way of controlling patients' anxiety during awake brain surgery, I think we could improve patient outcomes and the surgeries can be safer, removing more pathological tissue and being confident that it's, in fact, not going to impair function in the patient after the surgery. Would you have to have something implanted in people? In the short term, you would. Implanting an electrode and connecting it to a pacemaker battery is something that has been done safely and effectively in patients with movement disorders as well as depression and obsessive-compulsive disorder for decades. Though the long-term pie-in-the-sky dream for this would be to use pulsed light or ultrasound or electrical techniques that are non-invasive. I think those are probably 10 to 15 years out, but we're seeing really exciting advances in neuroscience in non-invasive brain stimulation techniques. That was Dr. Kelly Bajanki from Emory University, Atlanta, talking about a new article she's published in the Journal of Clinical Investigation.